Birds with Friends is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they are able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. And listen, maybe you think that uh, the Eagles season's over. You don't want to watch any more football. You're done with football. Well, guess what? GameTime doesn't just have sports tickets. They also have music and theater tickets as well, so you can fire up the old Game Time app and get 60% off on something that gets your mind off this terrible, 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 terrible Eagles offense. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen, Sheila, the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins till Bo's old arch nemesis. Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings i'm gonna have the rest of my life with these kids wow get, we gotta get that in a drop uh immediately let's edit that one out that didn't come out quite there's no editing no no editing yeah, on this that's podcast the wonderful of birds with friends no editing <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to birds with friends on a monday afternoon a special edition of birds with friends bo wolf zach berman here at the novacare complex where we are prepared to not discuss the current state of the Philadelphia Eagles in any form or fashion. Zach, we are here for Squall Decade content. A little site-wide athletic thing looking at uh, the all-decade stuff, and so we are here to talk about the all-decade team for the Eagles and the uh, top ten games of the decade, which you went through. And what a decade it was for the Eagles. I mean, this is, this is the best decade. Well, it's the decade with the highest point. Certainly, they reached the pinnacle of franchise history. I'd say the 2000s were a more, more successful decade, success for sure. But this decade, uh, it, it was it had some of the great moments, had some of the great players. We'll discuss that all, I guess. I guess we will. Uh, what was your uh, what what, are you, what was your decade like, Zach? It was a wonderful decade. You I mean, it was up. You said it was the best decade of your life. Well, I I met my wife. I had two kids. Yeah. I uh, I started covering the NFL in 2010, so I've spent the entire decade covering the NFL. I got to move back to Philadelphia, my hometown. I mean, it Beautiful. hasn't been like perfect, but it's it's been you know. But it all in all, um, it's it's been a good decade. What would you say was your best meal of the decade? My best meal of the decade. Oh, there have been so many good meals. Mm. Um, I would say. We're talking about three thousand, yeah. So six hundred fifty times three. If you go three meals a day, so we're talking over ten thousand meals. Yeah. So I would say that. So there was this restaurant in Scottsdale. It's it since closed, called Cowboy Chow. Okay, Cowboy okay. Chow. Cowboy Chow. Okay. But the first time I went there, um, I was in this decade. It was in 2011. I was out there covering uh, uh, Kevin Cobb before his his return to Ooh. Philadelphia. So this actually ties into Very our nice. all-decade team. And I went to Cowboy Chow. 
um, under the recommendation of a baseball writer. Um, it wasn't like the best meal that I had, but it was it was it was like the first time I ate there, and I remember just loving it. And then uh, there have been a few other just outstanding ones. Uh, I love the restaurant Vernick. The first time I went to Vernick okay. in Philadelphia um, was uh, that stood out. And then basically every time I had like hot pizza during this decade has been every awesome. Time? Like hot pizza, like okay. r- like fresh out of the oven pizza, okay. not pizza that's sitting under right. the, but I, I but hot, pepper, yeah. yeah, but hot hot pizza, and then no, I I could go on. I, I've had a lot of really good meals. I have a question for you as a pizza a pizza aficionado. Yes. when you are reheating pizza, mm-hmm. you know leftover pizza from the fridge, do you do microwave? Do you do toaster? Toaster oven, oven. my man. Yeah, I can't do microwave. Microwave is awful. Yeah, no, no, uh, no, this, microwave. This, this jabroni, and you don't get the like, crisp. Totally, you yeah. Get, uh, Thank you. Yes. I would have that would have invalidated your pizza bonus. I'd rather have cold pizza than microwave pizza. I agree with that. Okay, good. We're on the same wavelength yeah, there. That's good. You're a smart guy. Yeah, I appreciate it. I think my best meal. Uh, we were we once had, uh, my wife took before she was my wife treated me to a uh, a birthday dinner at at Vetri Cucina. That's I mean it's that's super expensive, yeah. but it's. Boy, was that unbelievable! And you're a big it's wine a guy too, meal. so that yeah, so that you appreciate great. wine pairings. I've had some. I've been. I would say I've been fortunate to have some good meals. I don't appreciate wine good. pairings the way you do. So that's okay. All right, why don't we get to the squall decade team here for the Eagles, Zach? And uh, you know, I did this in July, so uh, maybe things have changed a little bit over the past couple months. But uh, as the starting quarterback, now I will say. You know, as I was filling out this 53-man roster, my goal was was not to get get the 53 best players, but the spots, the best players at each spot filled in. So, you know, I'm not going to have six starting linebackers. I'm going to have, uh, you know, special teamers in there and, as yes. backups. I, I like the way you did it because it's very original. You might be the only one I've seen who, like, literally put a team together. Like, put, like, like an actual – no, not yeah. just, like, the all-star team. Right. But like your backups had to be backups. Yeah, I think that's the appropriate way to look at the decade. So uh, listen, it has not been a good year for Carson Wentz, but I had him as my quarterback. Do you disagree? I don't know if I disagree. Um, certainly, though, Nick Foles needs to be in consideration there because he had the historic 2013 season, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, he had, obviously, the Super Bowl run. I don't but think he's... on the Super Bowl run, he was a backup quarterback. Yes. That is the... But that he is was the, literally the starting quarterback. Though, but that is he? my pedantic distinction. Okay. He was... He, he did so he's that your backup. as a backup quarterback. So he's your so backup. He is the number two quarterback. Okay, yeah. Team. So, no, I agree with Carson. I mean, I mean, the 2017 season is the best season a quarterback's had uh, in franchise history. Although 2010 Vic was pretty special as well. 2010 Vic... Very special. Yes. You know who does not make the list? 2015 Bradford. Mm, or, wow, <laughs> an unprovoked shot at your boy Sam Bradford out of you. I respect he, that. He had a bad – he, he did not have a good year. <laughs> or a good career, for that matter. Uh, okay. And then my uh, third quarterback, Nate Sudfeld, edging out Mike Kafka and Trent Edwards and Matt Barkley. Any Any disagreements? No, uh, so my my first year on, on my first summer on the Eagles beat two thousand twelve. Okay, that was the summer where Trent Edwards 
was competing with Mike Kafka for the number three right. job, and 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 my brother, I remember my brother at the time making fun of me. He's like, "You're writing Trent Edwards stories every day. It doesn't matter." Like, <laughs> he's like. Hey, people are getting, are getting sick of you reading. Yeah. You're the new beat guy. Don't be writing about the third quarterback every day. And yeah. I was, uh, but I, I think he about was that. Better. No, but he I won the job. I think about that sometimes because, like, in training camp, we can get caught up in the minutia, right? Or like, you know, how's this guy looking at this practice? When the reality is, it's it's like there are 50 guys on the team who like really matter come the season. Yes, I think that's right. Trent Edwards was always um, useful for me because he helped contextualize my anti-Brandon Whedon argument because Trent Edwards came in as like a 29-year-old backup and was lighting the league on fire in preseason, whereas hmm. Brandon Whedon was 28 years old, entering the league, and still struggling. I was reading recently on, on The Athletic, Bob McGinn, I love his draft series that he does where he goes back, and, yeah. and so he's doing the, the Jamarcus Russell one. And he has his notes from talking to Tom Odrak um, before the draft, and was like, "You should really focus on Trent Edwards. He's not playing with a single. Uh, he's not playing with a single NFL guy on his offense." Uh, so there was uh, That's interesting. Yeah, when you said Trent Edwards, that stood out in my mind. Can you guess my four Eagles running backs? Well, Lashawn McCoy has to be number one. He certainly does. Do you think Lashawn McCoy is the best running back in Eagles history? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, but, give but again, like Steve I'm, Van Buren. I'm 33 years old, yeah. so I I can't objectively look at like of our, Steve of, Van of, our life, of our lifetime. Yeah. He's definitely the, yeah. He's he's so much better than anyone else they've had. I've I've been around the team now. It's my eighth season. So much better than anyone else they've had during that. What period. about Ajayi? He's so much better than Ajayi. <laughs> I mean, he was he was incredible. Um, so Lashawn is a clear number one. Who would your number two be? This is this one surprised me when it happened. Uh, Ryan Matthews. Yes, that's correct. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, he ran for five point one yards per carry as his number two behind yes. Demarco Murray, the worst running back in league history. Well, Demarco's uh, not the worst running back in league history, but it was it was <laughs> it might be the worst signing in franchise history. Yeah. Uh, and then Sproles as the three, and there is a fourth running back, Corey Clement. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. This one doesn't age well. Can you guess the receivers? Uh, so my guess is is Deshaun and Jeremy Macklin have to be... Yeah, I, I'd probably say Deshaun and Jeremy Macklin. Did you put Alshon over him? It's Deshaun and Alshon. Over Macklin? Yeah. That's interesting. Well, and, and I say on here that the side-by-side, Macklin looks better. Uh, but I was sort of giving Jeffrey the boost because of the Super Bowl. Because of the Super Bowl, okay, that's fair. And he was the you know he was the one the number one receiver on that team. Whereas yeah, Macklin was always the number two. I don't think that looks bad, but uh, it has not aged well. And also, what has not aged well is Nelson Aguilar in the slot. Uh yeah. I mean he, Nelson Aguilar for whatever you say about him still has two thousand yards. Uh, I'm sorry, two sixty catch seasons. So. Yeah, that's I'm sorry. I was pulling up. Uh, I was pulling up my list from here, and I. But but yes, I I hear you out on on Nelson. I still think Nelson's a slot. Although Jason Avant had a good run in yeah, the 2000s. He, he sure did. Although he was he he also is uh, a little bit dinged for the arbitrary endpoint. 
of 2010 because you're losing a, a couple of good seasons from him before that. Is that is true. Okay. And That's then true. the four and five, would you like to guess? One of them is the primary kickoff returner for this team. For this team here. Out of respect for our listeners, you want to tell me? Because I, I don't want this few seconds of pausing. Um, I'll give you a hint. Because, by the way, throughout this podcast, in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking about my best meal. And I guarantee you, at like the 45-minute mark, good. I'll be like, wait, this deserves credit. Um, yeah, I should, do like my, I should do like my 10 best meals of the decade. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'll give you a hint. Bridge. Bridge? Gun. Bridge gun. Can you just tell me? Bullets. Can you just tell me? Oh, Josh Huff? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's a good hint, actually. I remember I would, that day. Well, you had me, you had me second-guessing whether that happened on, on a bridge or not. No, it definitely was, happened on a bridge. It did happen yeah. on a bridge? Yeah. Because it's... It's, crack my black it's actually pretty loop. interesting. You only know this really covering... Or, or, well, not just covering reading sports, that, that like, there's this jurisdiction where if you get pulled over on the bridge, it's a different jurisdiction than either New Jersey or Pennsylvania. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I so, wasn't covering the team at the time. Or, or something of that nature. And it's come up with Josh Huff and it's come up with Jaleel Okafor. Okay. Yes. That's funny. What is it, like, um, Coast Guard or something? No, like, no, like in New York, in New York, it's the Port Authority. Uh, okay. And in here, it's it's um, I'll I'll pull it up. That's funny. Um, and then Mac Hollins is the number five receiver, which also doesn't age well because the guy can't even get on special teams right now. So uh, that's that's the one uh, position so far that I would definitely change if I could. Yeah, they they can do it as well. Uh, the tight ends. Can you guess the three tight ends? Um, the three tight ends need to be Zach Ertz, number one, Brent Selleck, number two, and Trey Burton, number three. Correct. Then we move on. So just your Super Bowl lineup. Can you guess? By the way, it looks like it was, it was Camden County, but, but, but there was something that had to do with the bridge. Maybe it was on the Jersey side of the bridge. It was, it was just something, jumps, uh, it was something spe- specific. I'm, I'm going to keep looking this up. Can you guess the starting offensive line? Oh, well, here, I'm, I'm sorry. The Delaware River Port Authority. Oh, okay. That's who it was, That's yeah. Fun. So the Delaware River Port Authority was nice. the, yes. Um, all right, the offensive line. I'll, I can close my laptop now. What do you think was um, the best movie you saw this decade? Well, my favorite movie ever was in the 90s. So in this decade, the best What's movie I saw. Movie ever? Uh, Good Will Hunting. Oh, great movie. I was getting yeah. ready to make fun of you, but that's... Yeah, that Good Will Hunting is my favorite movie. That's a great answer. Uh... My favorite movie. I thought this it was going to be all the president's men. <laughs> the book's better than the movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, what do you think was the best thing you wrote in the decade? Not in counting, not in, not including underdogs. Well, I I was real proud of my Super Bowl game story. Okay. Like like given you went on a you went on a podcast and talked about it. <laughs> Well, just sling and yang. Just given the uh, the significance of the game, and like that's so growing it's up. A good one. It's, so that's growing one, that's up, a, I mean, if you if you were to uh, create what you wanted your best one to be, that's what it should be. Yeah, but so like growing up, I used to go um, uh, to like to breakfast at this place that had the newspaper from the time the Phillies won the World Series hanging up, mm. and I used to always think like. 
I might write that one day about the Eagles. And so I, 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 yeah, so I, I was thinking about that the whole time. Um, but the best, like overall story that I wrote, uh, I would say that I did a piece for sports week on Adam Aaron, the former Sixers executive, uh, that I was, that I was pretty proud of. Okay. That's a good one. Um, sports week was a publication, um, that the daily news had at a certain point that, that no longer exists, but it was like magazine writing. Mm-hmm. So it brought me back to Philly. That was in, in 2011. I, I wrote that. And, uh, and there were a few others there that I was proud of. I, I, I've written, yeah, 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 there's been a few. I did a piece. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good, I don't want to make this about my decade. I don't want to make this about my decade. I do. Uh, your offensive that. line. Uh, left tackle, Jason Peters. Correct. Obviously. Right tackle, Lane Johnson, obviously. Correct. I'd have to say Todd Harriman's is – does he make the cut in this decade? Because he was done in 2014 or 15. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, he should still be your guard, right? Evan Mathis needs to be your left guard. Correct. Jason Kelsey needs to be your center. Correct. Oh, Brandon Brooks needs to be your right guard. Correct. Okay. And All that's right. why I say, for the exact reasons you just said, my sentence is the very dumbest thing about this team – is that there's no place for Todd Harris? Is that okay? Who would be the second best option at four of the five positions on the line? But he was never backup, so he can't make the team. So did, did this article by any chance come out um, the week before July fifteenth? I think that's it, right. Yeah, right before you came. Right on Right before board. I came yeah. on board, I remember where I read this, and so <laughs> yeah. So um, where were you? I was in Maryland. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I re- I remember reading this exact article in 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 Maryland. Okay. So. That's good. The backups are uh, Halapulavati Vaitai. Doesn't, doesn't age well after yesterday's performance, but he, but he, was he did start his left. Role. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, Stefan Wisniewski, Alan Barbary, and Dennis Kelly. The Eagles did have a lot of, they have had a lot of good backup tackles this decade. Uh, okay, we're running a 4-3 defense. Can you guess the four defensive ends, the two starters and the two guys rotating in? Brandon Graham. Mm-hmm. And Trent Cole. Correct. And then I would need to guess the guys rotating in. I mean, you can't put Chris Long in there because he – did you put Chris Long? Yes. He had two years. Does that count? Like, does that – Yeah, you don't, all you need is one year. Okay. So – I mean, he was, a, he was a rotational defensive end. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I have no objection to the way Chris Long played. Yeah. I just didn't know if, if there was someone who was here for, like, four or five years who deserves to be on over him. Daryl Tapp. Not Daryl Tapp. It's Chris Long's show. And Michael Bennett gets the other spot. Really? Yeah. He was here for one year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who, else made an, who else made an impact as a rotational rusher? Well, I, I, well, okay, as a rotational. I mean, Connor Barwin, does he not he get on your starter. team? Does he not get on your team then? I don't believe so. I haven't gotten there yet, but I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Because he wasn't a starter. Oh, yeah. No, I talk about Barwin and the defensive ends thing. Uh, the so Barwin tackles. doesn't get in over Graham? I don't think so. I mean, Graham's been here longer, obviously. I mean, Graham's Graham literally made the he's, most important play. In, and he's in been history. here the entire decade. But Barwin had 14 and a half sacks one year. Yeah, well, so, but I'm saying if, and uh, a quarter will get you a piece of gum. No, but well, I don't know so, what piece of gum you're getting for a quarter. Um, but if you're, if, if you're giving, um, like if you're, if you're putting Michael Bennett on the list for one year, then Connor Barwin's 14 and a half sacks. But he was a starter. Okay. So, 
I'm trying to think. And you're right that there it is like I, I'm taking yeah, that's the challenge with Eagles this career yeah. into account. So okay. it is unfair to guys who have been yeah. here longer. But okay, uh, so big. then we'll look at defensive tackles. Fletcher Cox, Correct. obviously, been the player of the decade there on defense, and then. Let me think the other one. This was a tough one. Colin Jenkins? No. He was awful. Um, But he had a good, he he had one good year. In 2011, he played well. Um, Oh, Benny Logan? Correct. Okay. And the backups? I did a fun story. I I did a, a story on Benny Logan, Fletcher Cox, and Cedric Thornton where... Uh, I I sat in the room with them, and just had a com- and, and they had a conversation. Like I wasn't even like right. I was basically just like throwing a word out or a term out, and they would just discuss it. And it was like forty minutes of them just talking. And I wrote the story based on their relationship, based on them That's talking. Fun. But it was like, I mean, you you have like three like hulking defensive linemen and me sitting in the room. Right. And, so four hulking defensive linemen, <laughs> and, and 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 they made a few jokes at, at, at my expense while uh, we were in the room. Yes. Okay, so, any, any good ones? Uh, not that that shoot the mind. Yeah, they were good jokes. Like you know, I can laugh at myself. It, okay, it had to do with with like me being short, basically. That's okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned Cedric Thornton. He is one of the backups, and the other is Bu Allen. Bo Allen. Yeah. Okay, the best Bo in the in. In the decade for the Eagles. So he's a bu. Well, he's a bow. Spelled bu. Spelled. <laughs> um, Big bow. Plus, Allen, I can... was also a member of the Eagles organization this decade. That's at true. One point, so I am the greatest bow. <laughs> There's a this is a Big Bow Allen weekend coming up. Minnesota versus Wisconsin. He's from Minnesota. Uh, went to Wisconsin. Big game for the SC, for the Big Ten West. Yeah. All right, the linebackers. What linebackers, would you say is the best? Uh, you like you like to see live comedy. What's the best show you saw this decade? Um, the first time I saw Sebastian Manikowski, okay, uh, was in Atlantic City. He was late for the show. Came off the plane, like literally just came straight from the plane. Uh, had like no, he, you know, they the the crowd was getting antsy because we were waiting like two hours. They just they were literally bringing in people to go on, on 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 stage to hold the attention and they were horrible and then Sebastian comes on in like sweatpants and just kills it um that I saw John Mulaney at the uh the, what's the it was a theater in like Chinatown the the Tropicadero theater okay. before Mulaney like blew up like before oh. he became big and he he killed it he was great fantastic um I saw uh, I saw a great uh, I I've, I've I've seen a lot of good comedy. I saw uh, Seth Meyers live twice this this decade, and I thought he was really good. You weren't as as high on the Seth Meyers comedy special as as, as I, I thought. Was. His family stuff was good. I didn't yeah. I didn't particularly think he had anything interesting to say about uh, politics or the state of the world or anything like that. So I, th- I wish that he had just stayed with the family stuff. So uh, in 2010, I told you the story the other day. I'll, I'll tell it on the pod. I'm covering the Giants, and I was going to meet some friends in, in New York City for uh, a comedy show, just like uh, a random Wednesday night comedy show, like no headliners or anything like that. 
and Hakeem Nix got compartment syndrome. Mm. And uh, I, I could have gone to the container store. <laughs> I had to stay back and do a lot of Hakeem Nix reporting and writing. Didn't go to the comedy show. And Jerry Seinfeld came unannounced and worked on his set and worked on his material. Like how cool would that have been? So that, that was, uh, that was one of the bummers of the decade. I've, I've had a few mm. like that, but that was the, yeah, that was a bummer of the decade. Yeah. But, you got that Hakeem Nick story out. How would anybody have found out? <laughs> so the that's the, of yeah, that's, otherwise? that's the odd thing. It's like it was. It's just like a. It's a whole hum story, you know. Uh, linebackers. Jordan Hicks needs to be on that list. I, I know. No, Jordan Hicks is not on that list. I also say, D'Amico Ryan's versus Hicks is probably oh, that's the toughest tough decision on the roster, but it yeah. goes to D'Amico. Okay, I look. I gotta. I agree with you there. Uh, D'Amico was good. It was very close. Um, Nigel on the outside. Correct. And then on the other outside, you see they were in a... Oh, Yapa Kendricks. Correct. Yeah, okay. Um, Corners? Well, yeah, you need three backup linebackers. Oh, backup linebackers. Jeez. We're going through the whole 53 here. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Let's go with... If you... I'll I'll give you... If you get one of the three, you'll be good. You'll be happy. Hmm. I mean, I don't think uh, does does like uh, does Camu make it? He does. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's been here four years yeah. now. He's a very good special teams player. The other two are Omar Gaither and Moses Foku. Okay. I I was not a beat writer for either one of them, but ooh, I already disagree with one of my cornerback decisions. Would you like to guess who they are? Your corner, Jalen Mills. No. And that's my regret. I have Asante Samuel and Ronald Darby. You have Darby over Mills. And, I, and now, now this is really? the one that I would change. Mills over Darby. Yeah, Darby, even the Super Bowl run, he was hurt for most of the year. Yeah, I regret it. And then last year, he, only, he, he, he got hurt uh, in the 12th oh, game. Oh, you know what? Here's what I say, in, actually. In the 11th game of the year. This is what I wrote. On merit, Mills is probably the second best of the group. But I want to respect the sanctity of keeping the corners on their sides of the field, and Samuel oh, staying okay. on the left. So we'll go with Darby uh, on the aforementioned. He started in the Super Bowl principle. So I, that that eases my uh, my regret a little bit. Your slot needs to be Brandon Boykin. Your slot is Patrick Robinson. No, Brandon Boykin over Patrick Robinson. Patrick Robinson was the best nickel in the league for one year, and they won the Super Bowl. You're basically just naming the Super Bowl roster here. I mean, Brandon. Well, yeah, Boykin, Brandon Boykin. Had two years of high-level play in the slot. And then he was traded for pennies on the dollar. He was. But I thought we were looking at a guy at at their optimum. Like, based on on your... um, I'm sticking with... uh, I'm on Team Boykin here. If Brandon's listening, let him know that, like... He's listening. He was really good in the slot. He always listens. He was great. Yeah. But Patrick Robinson was the best. Okay. And then uh, Rasul and Avante are the backups. Really? Yeah, okay. weird. Nolan Carroll should get in there over Avante. But Nolan Carroll wasn't a backup. He was his first year. Yeah, I disagree. I believe. Avante's better. Uh, the safeties. Well, Malcolm. Yeah. Obviously. And Nate Allen. Rodney McLeod. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Agree. 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 Hard agree. Uh, Corey Coleman is the third. Kurt Coleman? No, Corey Graham, sorry. Oh, okay. Third okay. Safety. Uh, and then uh, two special teamers. 
I, I figure you're going to put Cole Anderson on this list. Goddamn right okay. I am. <laughs> you love yourself and Cole Anderson. He was unbelievable. <laughs> you see, but, but then He's one of the best name, players I watched this decade. Why don't you just name everyone from the Super Bowl roster? Because that seems to be your slot cornerback criteria. Cole uh, Anderson wasn't on the Super Bowl. Brandon Boykin was... Moses Foku wasn't on the Super Bowl. But, but that's my point. Like, if you're going to put Cole Anderson on, you need to put Brandon Boykin on at, at slot corner. No, you don't. Why not? Put, so because there was no there was no special team maven from this from the Super Bowl. Chris Marigos better be on that list. He is. It's okay. the two of them. Okay. Do you want to know who the kicker is from this decade? Uh, I mean, Jake Elliott. Did you put? He nope. only had Cody Parkey. Correct. Cody Parkey. Yeah, I covered the Pro Bowl that Cody Parkey made. That's and very funny. I didn't get much time with him there. And it was like, I was like, I traveled all the way out to Arizona. But they had also that year, Connor Barwin, Jason Kelsey, John Dornbos. Um, mm. They were pretty loaded. And Darren Sproles. He made his first Pro Bowl that year. John Dornbos is the long snapper. And then there are two roster spots left. Uh, Steven Means makes the team. Because they need needs someone to practice. practice. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best practice player no, they, they had this yeah, decade. That narrative got talked up a lot. And then uh, they have uh, one person to be inactive to get the Feely. That's Taylor Hart, the last eagle to uh, to acquire the Feely. So there you go. How do you, how do you, how do you feel about that? Your, your one big disagreement is Brandon Boykin over Patrick Robinson? Uh, yeah, that's probably my that's my biggest disagreement. Okay. But I mean, I'm not. I, I think Patrick Robinson played really well. There was a, a chapter on Patrick Robinson in the book Underdogs, the Philadelphia Eagles' emotional road to Super Bowl victory. Uh, Where can one acquire such a book? Anywhere books are sold. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, so look, I I I can't knock you that much, and I I like the list. I, I think it's a creative way of doing it. I would try to put Connor Barwin on that list. Like Connor Barwin can fit in as your. As your rotational defensive end, no, he can't. It's not. He didn't play that position. Well, he played a three-four outside linebacker here, so you had. Yeah, a but he'd scheme. have to be the starter. He'd have to take okay. him over Graham or Cole. I mean, yeah. I love Connor Barwin, but you know, got to make tough cuts. You do have to make tough cuts. I agree. I agree there. What was? Jordan, uh, what was how close favorite? was Jordan Matthews to being? Wait, so so who's your slot receiver? Aguilar. He was yeah. close. It, I, it was I'd probably the, put Jordan. Him, him yeah. Matthews, and Avant. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan Matthews was three yards away from 1,000 yards in 2014. Well, that. He and, dropped the pass uh, in the Giants game in week 17. Otherwise. That and a dollar will get you whatever a dollar can get you these days. What can you get for a dollar? Pack of gum. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite. Um, I should have been more prepared for the 2000s, for, for the decade questions, rather. I've, there's, there's much better meals I've had than Cowboy Chow that I, I should have put in there. What's your favorite memory of the decade of uh, you were doing something else and, got, uh, and, and, and there was a random Eagles thing that happened that you had to scramble to write about or call, make calls on? <laughs> um, I, was, uh, I, I was seeing a movie... Um, what's the movie with um, with? Don't be alarmed, but there's a bug that is slowly making its way down. Oh, that's fine. There was a movie uh, with Seth Rogen and uh, and James Franco, uh, where like Pineapple the world was Express. A- no, 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 that not that one. Where the world was ending. This is the end. Okay. So I was I was seeing this is the end at the Columbus Boulevard Theater. Nice. Okay. 
and I get uh, my phone is like buzzing during it, and I go outside, and Jason Peters uh, was charged with drag racing in Louisiana nice. or Texas during the off season, um, and I rushed out of the theater. Um, <laughs> And I left my sunglasses in the theater. Oh, no. And I, they were sunglasses that I got when I was in Arizona covering... Um, Cowboy Chow. No, covering the Fiesta Bowl okay. uh, for Chip Kelly. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, and, and uh, I left the sunglasses there, and I called them up, and... The sunglasses were gone. Oh, no. This was not like the Seinfeld episode with the Lost and Found. Okay. Where, yeah. Sunglasses were gone. And it was like, it was such an inconsequential off off, off the field thing. I I had, uh, <laughs> I don't want to get into dating stories here, <laughs> but, but, but there have been dates that were canceled or cut short by, by random, by like, uh, by, let's say. Kyle DeVan waiver claim. Or like Dennis Dixon signing. Nice. Yeah. Um, what was the what was your worst date of the decade? My worst date of the decade. Well, you never know who's who's listening. So <laughs> well, we don't have to call him by name. Uh, let's see. But I had a real bad one when I was in Washington. But I moved. I moved from Washington in the summer of 2010. So, so maybe this snuck in because I forget the time period. Okay. But there was one at the summer of uh, of of 2010 where uh, I all right. This is actually a funny story. Okay. I I was on TV in uh, Washington. Ooh, this shot. is less like a humble brag, but not not really. And I rushed from from TV to date to, on, on to the date, and I was just starting on TV at the time, and I uh, I didn't realize that I. I forgot to take off the makeup that was on my oh. that was on, and so it was one of these things where like this this girl was like, um, you know, she was talking, and like I went to like rub my face at one point, and I'm like, what is that? And then I realized that I, I had yeah, makeup, the whole time. I had funny. makeup on, and so uh, I yeah, uh, I I remember that being not the best. Did one, and she but, didn't say anything about it. No, no, she, I don't know if she didn't notice or she thought that's pretty funny. Makeup, but uh, yeah. So I don't want to get into the dating stories and whatnot, but that I that that might sneak in into okay. the two thousands because that into the two thousand tens because that would have been two thousand ten before I moved. Okay, that's a good one. All right, you can take you can take charge now as we go through okay. the best games of the decade. Yes, so best games of the decade, which I included you and Shiel in. I I made a list of twenty games, and I sent them to our our staff, and you and Shield responded, and um, and we kind of we pared it down to ten. Mm-hmm. I can't pull up the original, or I, I can't pull up the the document I filed because well, that's, that's good because you don't want to give away. You know, yeah, that's you want people pe- to read the story. I think that's appearing on when on Tuesday. I believe I think. yes. Okay, so I the think first this podcast may also. Be published on Tuesday. So the so. first one you can probably guess. Uh, yeah, I would guess number <laughs> one is probably the Jets game from this year. <laughs> Orlando Scandrick's two sacks. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll always have that in Philly history. Uh, yeah, obviously Super Bowl. Enough said there. That that's the one that jumps out. Here, can you fill up for like thirty seconds while I pull this sure. up here? 
let's see. Ask me a question of something of the decade, and I'll answer. Best movie you saw this decade? Best movie I saw this decade. Ooh. That's tough. Uh, what comes to mind? Uh, things that are popping to my mind are, uh, boyhood. That will be controversial. Um, I really like the Florida project. Really Why is Boyhood controversial? I really like shoplifters. Well, people think Boyhood's boring and long. Yeah, I, I it was long. I wouldn't say boring, but it was long. I'm just, I'm just gonna roll with. I, I think I have the list here, the final version I, I sent in, and I, I'm not allowed to pull that up. Um, but let's, let's go with this. So, so, so number one, obviously the Super Bowl. Uh, can you guess number two? Um, I think number two is the NFC Championship game. Number two is the NFC Championship game. Okay. That is correct. Number three, there was some controversy on, and I... I I don't have my final list here, but I sided with you, I believe, and not Shield. Okay, I think Shield went with the Falcons. Yeah, game, so right? so here you go. So so Shield thought that the whole playoff run should be the top three. Mm. Um, you and I, or so you thought the miracle of the Meadowlands should be the top should 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 be number three. Yeah, and we went with the miracle of the Meadowlands. I think I, I agree with myself. Uh, I think so too. I mean, I think that when we look back. In 20 years at this decade, we'll remember that play, the the Sean Jackson punt return, mm. more than we'll remember I think so too. that Atlanta game. So that was the criteria I used uh, to go with that one. You want me to keep going here? Uh, number uh, yeah. four, we went with Atlanta. Okay. So number five, this was an interesting one. Is it the double doink? No, so beat out the double doink was the first game of the Chip Kelly era. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. That's a very memorable Which game. I, I linked actually. being wonky here. I linked to, it, was it the first story you wrote for The Athletic? I believe it was, yes. Yes, which uh, was about the 53 plays in the first half, correct? Yes. And so that, if I, I hope everyone here reads our top 10 games, uh, and you can... See that and click on that story. Do you need to take a break to fix your computer? Well, as long as as long as the uh, Zoom is still recording, we're okay. Okay. I don't know what's going on with my computer though. Uh, so also on on this list here, I'm I'm, I'm just going to run down the games we have, okay. and you can go and and read the Athletic and uh, and looks at the at at the list we compiled. If you disagree with the rankings, let us know. I'm I'm not going to read the rankings off here, but I'm going to read the others in the top ten. And Why don't you read the ones that missed? That's a good idea, actually. So the ones that missed. Eighth grade, I forgot. That's one of my favorite movies of the decade, I would say. Her, I liked a lot. Well, here, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to read 
the 20 that we came up with. Okay. Okay? That's good. This is a good way of doing it. 20 we came up with. It's a good thing we've now figured out a good way of doing it. (laughs) In chronological order. 2010, there was Week 10. Eagles score 59 points on Monday Night Football in Washington. Michael Vick stars on national television. You were there, correct? Uh, Yes, I was there. I was at Three Sheets in New York City Mm. watching that game. Three Sheets to the Wind, I'm sure. Do you know that bar? No. Uh, I believe it's called Three Sheets. It's in the West Village. Um, That actually, it was a night that Michael Bowie had a bowling event. Linebacker Michael Bowie on the Giants had a bowling event. Yes, it was a Monday night. Well named. And Michael Bowley. I think that I oh, think there are parallels there. Okay. Yeah. Now, week fifteen that year was the miracle at the Meadowlands Part Two, as as we described. Deshaun Jackson scores on a walk off touchdown. I was hosting the post game show with Ellis Hobbs. Were you? Yes. I remember being. I remember being proud of the of the ability to turn that one around because you know we go live like seconds after yeah. the game is over. That was a fun one. That was a pretty incredible one. I was there covering for the. I was covering the Giants. I was covering the Giants side, and so. Yeah, I read you, about were just, you were just so taken with how well Eli Manning handled the media. <laughs> Matt Dodge <Okay>. was <laughs> Matt Dodge did that one. Postseason that year, Eagles lose at home to the Packers in the opening round. Uh, Michael Vick throws to Riley Cooper yes. at the end, doesn't pull it down. Uh, 2012, week four, or I'm sorry, uh, yes, uh, 2012. I, that, I still believe that the Eagles would have made the Super Bowl if they had won that game. The Packers, yeah, yeah, yeah. they made it and won it. Yeah. Uh, 2012, week 14, Nick Foles throws a game-winning touchdown in his first victory. Yeah, I don't think that's down in Tampa Bay belongs in the conversation. Notice no games from 2011 made this list. Yeah. Yes, that was a forgettable year, right? Uh, 2013, week one, the first game of the Chip Kelly era. Eagles win in Washington. Very memorable. Week nine, Nick Foles throws seven touchdowns. In a win against against Oakland. Yeah, I don't I don't think of that as a memorable game, really. I just think of that as a uh, a a chit on Nick Foles' career uh, resume. That game itself was just like it was just sort of a silly game. Yeah, but I think that's that's one people are going to remember. Maybe. I don't think that made the top 10. That that didn't make the top yeah. 10. Spoiler alert, okay. did not make the top good, 10. Good spoil. Week 14, this one did make the top 10. The mm. Snow Bowl. Yeah, Eagles beat Detroit game. in the snow. I it, would say, like, yeah, like the, the most, the most, well, I guess there are really three memorable regular season games. The Chip game, the Miracle at the New Meadowlands in that game. Those are the ones that stand out. But that was a special. That was a special. That was a day a lot yeah. of people remember. And I, uh, as I was doing my research for this, I went back and I read. Uh, you did an oral history when you're at PhiladelphiaEagles.com on this yes. game. So I, I'm surprised you're able to find that. It's tough. It's hard to find old articles on that website. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty good at snooping online. Oh, um, oh yeah. watch out! Uh, week 17. Eagles clinched the NFC East in season finale with wait, who made this play? Brandon Boykin catches the game-winning interception to clinch the NFC East. Yeah, no one remembers that. Steps in front of Kyle Wharton or steps in front of a Kyle Wharton pass. That's not true because I did Eagles-Cowboys memories in the locker room, and that one was brought up by Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey as their most vivid Eagles-Cowboys memory. Okay. 2014, uh, week 13 that year, Thanksgiving, Eagles win over the Cowboys with – Mark Sanchez, a quarterback, 
to advance at or to advance to nine and three. That was the last high point of the Chip Carry of the Chip Kelly era. It literally went downhill. The worst Thanksgiving of my life. Really, I was hosting the post game show here, and our um, our boss at the time ordered uh, you know like a Thanksgiving catering thing for yeah. uh, the people who had to work that day, and the guy comes and it's just a raw turkey, <laughs> a raw turkey, <laughs> an uncooked <laughs> turkey, and they're like there was no there was no. You know, kitchen staff here. Yeah, the players it, aren't here. Yeah, we anything? just put yeah. it under the heat lamp. Oh, Nobody God. ate it. I mean, I, some people ate it. I did not eat oh, it. Oh, God. What a depressing. <laughs> that is depressing. What a depressing Thanksgiving that was. That is depressing. Well, you're talking about depressing Thanksgiving. I've had a couple of depressing holidays just by nature of working for the team in the, in in, the football in schedule. The, you're talking about depressing Thanksgiving. This is a good tease for also on this list for memorable games. 2015. Week twelve, Eagles dominated by the Lions on Thanksgiving. The Chip Ellie, the the Chip Kelly era nears an end. And you shed a tear. Not shed a tear. No, I mean I. My old friend Chip is what you're thinking. Uh, no, I mean it was. I I call it like I see it. It was pretty clear then there was a problem. That was that was bad. That was really bad. That game. Uh, that was uh, that was Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. Love Thanksgiving. Like. Food, family, football, everything you could want. And uh, and I ate my Thanksgiving dinner that year in the Detroit Marriott, Oof. the Renaissance Center Marriott. Yep. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, that's all right. That's part of the job. That's fine. Um, but I remember that. Uh, 2016, week one, the debut of Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson in a win over Cleveland. Yeah. So that's, that's the... Memorable game. Memorable. Yeah. Did not make the list. Yeah. But that's in the also receiving votes. Uh, now let's go to 2017. Quite a few games here that year. Week three, Jake Elliott kicks a 61-yard field goal to beat the Giants. Memorable? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I remember two plays of that game. What's Alshon's catch and then the okay. kick. Okay, yeah. But that's a, that's a memorable. Yeah. Uh, week 14, Carson Wentz tears his ACL. Eagles hold on to beat the Rams. Interesting, you don't have the Panthers East. game on there. I don't. Um... That's a that was a big win. I don't think it's a yeah. memorable game. Okay. I think if if you pulled random Eagles fans to tell you five plays from that game, yeah, they wouldn't be able to remember. Probably it. Probably not. Uh, I wouldn't remember five plays. Yes, you would. I don't know. I remember a touchdown yeah. pass to Zach Ertz. I remember like Nigel Bradham running around like a madman. Mm-hmm. I remember, remember Jalen Mills' interception. Game. Do not remember that. Okay, that that kind of clinched the game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, postseason game one. Postseason game two, postseason game three. Postseason game three is the Super Bowl. We all remember that. <laughs> postseason game two was the NFC Championship game. Eagles scored 38 consecutive points. Postseason game one, they had the goal line stand, wore the underdog masks. All three of those games made the list. Um, 2018, week 15, Nick Foles replaces Carson mm-hmm. Wentz in the starting lineup. Eagles upset the Rams in Los Angeles. Didn't watch the game. There was a good story on the athletic. This was, this predated my time on the jerseys, the random jerseys people wear, which was a really clever idea because I I I love seeing like random jerseys and I have like it a really text was there. just because that press box was impossible to yeah. watch a game from. Well, at SoFi Stadium, that won't be the case. Hmm. We'll see about that. Postseason game one, the double doink. Eagles beat the Bears to stay alive. Postseason game two, Alshon Jeffrey can't hold on. Neither can the Eagles in a loss to the Saints. 
So right there, that's a list of, I believe, 20 games. And uh, from that list, we made top 10. You can read that on The Athletic on Tuesday and leave your top 10 in the comments section. Ooh, I like that. There were no games from 2019 on that list yet. Is that fair? Yeah, I think I think most Eagles fans would like to forget make basically every game from this season. Are there any games from the decade that should be on there? You you mentioned uh, one that I missed. Any other ones? Well, I don't think so. Nothing jumps out. I mean, you, you went mentioned Carolina, deep. but any more from? So 2011 is not represented on this list. 2016 is only represented once. 2015 is only represented once. 2014 is only represented once. Reasonable. Yep. So those are the... uh, Okay. That's the submission. What was your best vacation of the decade? (laughs) Uh, Every V. Yeah, I mean, I went... Gonna open up a can of worms oh, here. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's dig in. No, 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 no. no let's no. dig in. Um, um uh, uh, I enjoyed my honeymoon, and in... <laughs> I'm not going down this rabbit hole here. And could you tell uh, us the continent <laughs> in Asia? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, no, all right, all right. So I, I, I. I think the the week covering the Super Bowl, honestly, that's oh, not a vacation. Come on. No, I'm I'm being I'm being sincere here. Like I will remember that week for the rest of my life. More than your honeymoon? No, well, in a different you, way. You're just you're choosing the super, the week away from your family at the Super Bowl. No, your I'm, honeymoon. It was like it was a. This is like all going back to your very first birds with friends. Episode. No, it Coming wasn't. Full circle. No, my honeymoon was more memorable, but the the week covering the Super Bowl was. It was a big moment in my professional career. It was a big moment in my in my life. Like that, that's something I'll always remember. I don't think that's a stretch to say. I don't think it's that's not a stretch to say. Yes, it's that's a funny thing to say. Yeah, it, like that. I I've always wanted to write a book. I I was able to write a book based on on that. Like there was there's that's a week. You know, I vividly remember. I can tell you every story I wrote that week. Um, so yeah, that's that's not a stretch. Okay. Uh, that jumps out. I uh, I covered um, you know some 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 really good and so tournament games, some bowl games, um, some bowling events. <laughs> those aren't as memorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, what's the best book you read this decade? Well, there there are some, there are a lot of books, a lot of good well. books that I've read. Um, so I really like the sports gene. Uh, that was a book that that, yeah. that made me think by David Epstein. Um, I mean, I'm not naming my book, obviously. Um, you know, there's some other, uh, there's some sports books, some non-sports books. Yeah, there were okay. a lot of good books. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but um, no, the sports gene is is one that uh, jumps out. Is it about Gene Wojciechowski? No, it's a, it's like about sports science. I actually read that. Okay. You know what book doesn't stand out? Actually, this you're gonna laugh at this, um, but this is a true story. This is embarrassing that I admit this, but this is true. So Chip Kelly, in I think it was 2014, said his favorite book was the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. Mm. Do you remember him saying this? I do. Yes. And so I read the book trying to get insight on Chip <laughs> Kelly. And I got no insight on Chip Kelly, but I learned a lot about like random things that that have. And no it wasn't use. good. It's not that it was. It was like it just didn't. It was. I, it was like I, I read it during my summer 
break, I'm sitting there. It, it was like a sl- it was a slog to read. It was a bog. Yeah, it was like yeah. a bog offense. Like watching basically. the Eagles offense. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, no, there have been. I can do a whole podcast on on good books that I've read. I just yeah. gave you an opportunity to do so. Yeah, but you, but you need to let me prepare, like, because okay. I, I I don't want to slight any any particular author okay. or anything like that. The uh, I, I read a book, The Performance Cortex, by Zach Schombron, a friend of mine from college. He, he that was really good. It's about the brain and and um, and and the way it functions in sports. Hmm. Um, What's your favorite piece of clothing from the decade? My favorite piece of clothing. Yeah. That's that's a random <laughs> question. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, just uh you have a favorite shirt, favorite pair of pants, favorite shoes? No. Uh, so no, I mean, yeah, no, I I don't have a No. I don't have a favorite uh yeah, I, I don't have a favorite clothing. What about I, your director's best? <laughs> so the reference that that uh, but this feels like a training camp podcast where we're going off <laughs> off off course. Uh, my my wife got me a vest a few years ago that I've since started wearing. It's a good looking vest. And Bo says I look like a well. I didn't say actually. That. My siblings say I look like a direct like yes. a, a movie director wearing the vest. But I look on NFL sidelines; they're all wearing the vest now. That's right. like, but you know what they're doing now? They wear the vest in the same color shirt underneath it. It's like black vest mm. over black black uh, shirt. So yeah. it's like. You don't know where one starts and one ends. There's no, there's no contrasting colors. What's I, I should turn this on to you. What's what's your favorite article of clothing? Um, probably my Bo Jackson T-shirt. That's my Ace T-shirt. From the Royals or from the White Sox? From the Royals. It's a it's a picture. Royal Bo- it's a picture of Bo Jackson's face. Oh, okay. Okay, Bo very com- very comfortable Nike T-shirt. Best TV show you watched of the decade? Um, maybe The Leftovers. Really? Okay. I watched Breaking Bad this decade. Maybe Deadwood, but I, I, I Deadwood was from a prior decade, but I only watched it this decade. I guess I might say The Leftovers. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, there were some Kirby enthusiasm seasons this uh, decade, that, but uh, I would say that I I I would I would go with uh, Breaking Bad. I remember the when I was watching Breaking Bad, I was I was I was real hooked onto that. Okay. Um, trying to think, anything else you want to know from this decade? Um. What's your? Presumably, you have lived in different places this decade. What's your yes. favorite place you've lived? Philadelphia, no question about no, it. You, no, no, the actual like apartment or house. <laughs> you want to give away my address? No, you have to give the address. Uh, my current one. Well, actually, I was I was gonna say like yeah, uh, my my current one. This is okay. where I've had two kids. And, okay. Um, yeah, that jumps out. I mean, when I when I first moved to Philly, okay, uh, that was that was that was awesome because like you're. Uh, a young guy living in Philly, I had, I had not lived in Philly on my own before, so, um, so that was fun. Uh, I liked, I mean, I, I liked living in Hoboken when I was covering the Giants. Hoboken was a great town. All young. You're people. a big college basketball fan. Who was your favorite college basketball player of the decade? Ooh, this is a tough question. My favorite college basketball player of the decade would need to be. 
I liked Trey Burke when he was at Michigan. Okay. Um, You're a big Jeremy McNamara fan. No, I'm not Jerry McNamara fan. I mean, <laughs> I covered Jerry. Jerry wasn't even this decade, though. I that know, was, that was I the know, latest that decade. Was the joke. Oh, okay. Uh, I covered Jerry. Yeah, I mean, there were some, you know, some of those Villanova teams were, were really fun to watch. Uh, some of those Kentucky teams. Uh, I, I, liked, I liked Michael Kidd Gilchrist when he was at Kentucky. Okay. He was like, he was just a real tough yeah, player. It was fun to watch. Um, um, there's there's got to be guys I'm missing. I'm sure there are. There I mean, are lots was, of guys you're missing. It was fun watching Zion last you're year. Missing John Collins. Uh, no, nah, John Collins doesn't make the list. Uh, it was it was fun watching Zion last year. Okay. Uh, yeah, that that jumps out. I, I I would have to go through through like past uh, past NBA drafts. All right, I have a random one for you. Um, so, uh, Kelb Swanigan, when he was at Purdue, was yeah, like like an you. underrated fun guy to yeah. watch. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so uh, so Swanigan at the yeah, yeah that was a okay. Good one. I like that one. Yeah, what about you? Has to be a Wake Forest player, John Collins. John Collins. Yeah. Okay, they have been terrible. They have been. Yeah, they they have been. Um, I'm trying to think of like the best movie I saw this this decade. Without you know, uh, I'm looking at, at 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 these lists, but these don't take into account like the comedies. Uh, I really like Molly's Game, but that that's not the okay. best. That's not, but but there are comedies that that should fit, like that should, that should fit this. Um, but I'm I'm reading a list of like the top hundred movies of the decade, mm-hmm. and the only one in here that like I really enjoyed was was Molly's Game. Um, what list are you what, what list are you looking at? It's IMDb. What's your favorite website of the decade? Uh, theathletic.com. Mm, good one. Yeah. True story. I, I mean, I, I loved working at the Inquirer, but true story. When I first saw you when you came back to the Athletic, I was like, I, I really think highly of what you guys are doing. I think it's, it's going to work here. Who's your favorite president of the decade? <laughs> uh, are we getting political? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd say Barack Obama, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to. We don't need to go down that sh- that. Uh, we don't need to go down that path. <laughs> um, okay. I, 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 I think the me. last you've indulged me. I think the last ten minutes of this podcast should be deleted. Well, we can tell people to stop listening ten minutes ago, but <laughs> no, I think I think that's what people might enjoy the most. Yeah, there have not really been even here. I'm looking here at like the top comedies of this decade. Yeah, there aren't that many great, there aren't that many great ones here. So, so this list has the number one comedy, "What We Do in Shadows." I, I never saw that. It's funny. That's funny. It's funny, but I wouldn't. Yeah, to have it as yeah, a most movie. of these I haven't seen. Um, so what else is on there? Number two is is Tori Erdman. Never saw I that. Don't know what that is. Number three is Paddington Two. Number four is Spy. Number four is Spy. Number five, Game Night. I saw Game Night on a flight one time. Number five is Game Night? Yeah. Number six is The Lobster. Of the whole decade, Game Night, number five. Yeah. So this. Yeah. There's got to be better comedies than this. Uh, Yeah. So uh, anyways, we're we're dragging on. This podcast has has gone on an hour. it certainly has. Uh, Yeah. Again, none of these are... All right, I have one last question for you. <laughs> All right, fire away. What is your favorite, like, uh, 
place to patronize of the decade? Like, you're, like, is it like it's like a, maybe it's a local coffee shop? Maybe it's a place you like to go for a, a bagel or something like that? Um, I don't patronize much. Yeah, I don't patronize much. I mean, I'm I'm here at the Eagles facility a lot. Uh, anywhere that has good has good cheesesteaks, good pizza. Okay. Um, but no, I, I'm trying. So I've been trying to get in the coffee in the latter part mm. of this decade. So I imagine what next what decade, place do you think not your favorite, but what do you think you have? What specific place you have eaten from the most this decade? Well, that's a good question. Uh, what place have I eaten from the most? Probably, honestly, probably because I've been working here for the whole decade, the Urban Outfitters Cafeteria mm. or Pasta Fischia. Oh, okay. Are the two um, that I've shout out to Pasifisio? Yeah, uh, I would say Pietro's uh, would have to be up there okay. in for like places that I've had dinner. Is that the one in Headhouse? Oh, there's 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 one in like Rittenhouse too. Okay. So, are, are, are people really listening at this point? Probably not. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> yeah. So the 2010s were a great decade. <laughs> They're a great decade Eagles for the Eagles. Won the Super Bowl. The Eagles won the Super Bowl. How about you, by the way? Are there any? Uh, what's, what's your favorite place to? Uh, now you want to keep it going? No, no, no. I I just don't need it all on on me here. What's your favorite place to patronize? Probably Nomad Pizza. Oh, I love Nomad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love Nomad. Howie once got us. Uh, I once got Nomad from on, on Cutdown Day for okay. the reporters. He sent that. In. Yeah, this was back in. 2013 cut down day. It's my place. You don't, eat, but you're not a nomad Roman as much. You, no. Yeah, you like yeah nomad proper. Yeah. I like nomad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh wait, here you go. By the way, best meal I've had. I gotta go. I gotta go with this. You're taking out cowboy chow. Yeah, taking out cowboy chow. Uh, Tacanelli's on my thirty. Gotta go to Tacanelli's. My thirtieth birthday. My wife threw me a surprise party there. Nice. And it was all the pies you could want, like because there were there was there was a lot of people there, so you could have so there was red pies and white pies and spinach and and like you name it. Um, so there was variety. All these people I love in the same room. That's great. Um, yeah, best meal I had this decade, no doubt about it. That's a good one. Tacanelli surprise party, thirtieth birthday. Boom. I like that. Yeah, that's a good way to end it. There you go. All right. That'll do it for this episode of uh, this meandering episode of Birds with Friends. Those are your Squall Decade contents. For Zach, I'm Bo, and as always, we love you.